Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, the show dedicated to the private investor, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. We want to show you how to cross the divide from residential investing over to commercial property investing. Through interviews, tips and lessons learned, we share experiences of investing and give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash flowing strategy. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Another episode of the Commercial Property Investor podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, a few weeks ago, you listened to the Danny Inman interview where Danny talked to us about his apart hotel business, a specific development he was doing, a post office, but also, of course, his other interests and his property journey as it has been. But there's another side that I really wanted to explore. And I just felt that trying to do that during that episode would have been quite challenging, would have made a long episode for you. And I think it's quite a distinct part. So Danny thankfully agreed to record a second episode about the subject of social media. Now, most people in property in the UK, certainly, who use social media will know of Danny and have seen some of his thought-provoking and informative posts. He's actually developed a really large following in what would be, to most, a relatively short period of time and, of course, in what is a niche. He's not talking to the masses. He's talking to the property investing industry. Love it or hate it, it's hard to ignore social media, right? Is it really worthwhile, though? Do we need to bother with all this stuff? I want to know more details, and who better to ask than Danny? So what is the point? Is it really worth it? In other words, why? What have been the results? Now, that's quite interesting. So listen in to see what he shares on that particular part. But then I also wanted to know how often does he do these posts? When is he doing these posts? How on earth does he manage to be so annoyingly consistent? And for those of you trying to up your game with social media, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So get ready to take some notes. This is going to be a really informative episode for you. Let's listen in. Danny, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again. We're just going to quick dive into social media because you have um, been very visible on social yeah. media. And I, and I want to go through some of the, the hows, the whys and the what fors on this because it's something that you've really taken to heart. And I think many people watch and just think, this is awesome. How's this guy doing all this? How's he fitting all this in? So I want to just touch on a few of those things. But probably the most important one is why. Why are you spending time on social media? What, what is your objective from it, being the pragmatic guy that you are? Yeah, listen, I started seriously with social media probably 2018, so later than I wanted to in reality. Uh, I've been out here four years, and I used to watch 
my missus sat on Instagram scrolling. I used to honestly I used to take the piss out of her going <laughs> scrolling all day on Instagram. Like it's literally I, I used to think it's the Kardashians. That's it. Um these things Kardashians, you're just looking at the car I used to joke joke with her saying, Stop scrolling and look at the Kardashians, will you? Let's let's have a chat. Um, and now she's bollocking me basically because I'm never off it. I get eight thousand notifications a day now. I have a notification oh, so across um, all of our platforms, it's it's relentless. Which obviously comes with its challenges, but comes with a phenomenal amount of opportunity. Uh, to be honest, uh, I mean it's Marmite, but I read Gary Vayner, Vaynerchuk's book, um, Crushing It, and just a few things in there were like. Because I've always I've mentioned on the last call when we had our last discussion that I, I buy massively into the value of network. Uh, and when I sat there and thought about it, it took a minute and thought, well, what is the biggest network in the world right now for a person who buys massively into the value of network? And it was social media. And I, that, that was a massive realization for me as a bit of a caveman that I've been slagging off this platform that's quite clearly extremely powerful. Um, I mean, most people struggle with social media because they view it as a, as a distraction. Uh, but ultimately, that's how you're using it. That's not the medium's problem. It's your use of the medium that's creating yeah. it as a, as a distraction. So, yeah, the why for, for ease of discussion was literally I value network. What is the biggest network to humanity? And it's social media by a long, long way. Cool. Okay, so that was really to expand the network and all the benefits you've had from networking, whether that be deals, learning, yep. meeting new connections, possibly finance, I assume. Everything. The, 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 like when people talk to me now in hindsight about why social media, and I can explain some of the things that I've done, you know, working with professional footballers, like Premier League footballers, ending up in a £50 million villa on the palm with an investor, um, bought a property in Dubai through social media, like all of these raised money, found deals, all, you know, nothing happens quickly, but over a period of time and with a relentless consistency, which is probably my, my strength with social media, um, it's, the, it's that compound effect that there's so much opportunity and, and so much reach um, as long as you don't take each post really seriously and you just value the consistency of each post over a period of time, uh, there's incredible value, incredible value in it. So apart from maybe one or two early wins, really the strategy is get started and build. It's not building your well before you thirst, but there's that thing about this longevity. It's about same as, as we discussed about property. It, it's yeah. a long-term project and the value will come once you've started that process, I, I can reflect on the podcast here. We're doing this for two years. Um, the the value I'm getting back from it is accelerating, and and I look back and I think we're at hundred and whatever episodes it is now. And when I started, I was no way I thought I'd ever get to a hundred. <laughs> but now, when you're walking around, the people to have conversations with the ideas come to you reasonably quickly about what other episodes could be and the hunger that people have for information. But it's that first and foremost when you're starting out that what what's the end in mind here? But equally, it's going to take time, right? And I, and I think yeah. one of the things you mentioned there, and I think most admire, I most admire what you've done is just the consistency you've managed to keep. I mean, what what is your consistency, Dan? And what what's your kind of matrix you try and do? You must have something you're you're trying to do to keep that consistent. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I have a a little bit of a loose strategy. Do you know when I first started? I was obsessive with it, like absolutely obsessive, <laughs> analytical, 
um, that post needs to do better. Why hasn't that post done well? Da, 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 da. And I think you can go a little bit too far with it. I genuinely do. Like now I've just stripped it back to, um, I try and post twice a day and I'm only really that visible on Instagram. Yeah, that's your chosen one, yeah. Platforms. It's just, I, I've chosen that medium. I find it, the usability really good. We do okay on Facebook, but Facebook's restricted to 5,000 friends. And as soon as you, you know, a lot of your friends already know what you do. Are you really getting a reach outside of that? Yeah start page all of these various things people are flying on tiktok and some are doing well on youtube and podcasts and, and all of these different things i sometimes beat myself up that i'm not doing enough but then i speak to other people and they go bloody hell you're so consistent and i go well i'm consistent on one medium i think that's key start with one i like, just start with one and have a bloody good go with it um don't obsess too much about any one post because in reality, not one post is going to change your life. The odds of you going viral are slim and none. You know, it's very, very rare. I've had some posts that have done incredibly well, but I wouldn't say any that's ever gone viral. Um, but if you are consistent over time and you are being consistently seen, then the odds of you doing well over time is incredible. People struggle with social media because they think everything they have to put has to post has to be life-changing, has to be incredibly motivational, and it needs to get a 1,000 likes. And if it doesn't, that's a failed post. But I'd rather be seen by 10 people who are interested in my product than a 1,000 people who are just going to click like. And I think that that's, that's what a lot of people... Do you know, I, I challenge you on that a little bit because whenever I see your posts, the Instagram post, you've clearly always put thought into it. There's not really any flippant posts. Yeah. Um, at least there's no post there just for the sake of it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that everything is a, a thoroughly deliberate, thought-out plan, but it's just that they're always thought-provoking. You've always spent a bit of time. You've not just flicked up a photo and said, oh, my goodness, I need to get my post out today. <laughs> You've thought <laughs> through a, a post with some kind of, I guess, a bit of education or even just a thought-provoking post. And it, it strikes me that you... I'll, I'll change that around. If I was in those shoes doing that, I, I think to myself, crikey, I've got to have my head on that game quite a lot to be able to get that amount of quality posts out there. Yeah. I mean, you're probably giving me more credit than I deserve. Well, maybe, but (laughs) from my perspective, getting out very few posts. (laughs) You've made the biggest point is an awareness of needing to do it. And I think that's the one thing that I keep probably better than most people. Most people go, oh, shit, I've, I've not posted today. And they go, I'll do it tomorrow. And I've not posted tomorrow. They'll do it. And it's because they don't have a structure. They don't have a plan and it's not become a habit. Um, And for me, very early on, I thought, right, I need a bit of a structure. So I don't, whilst I'm thinking of posts, it's a structured approach. So like a bit of a mix, lifestyle, motivation, sales, um, property driven, content driven. So having a bit of a cycle, but in every cycle of seven or eight posts, as long as I hit a key point of content, which is like social proof, you know what you're on about, um, a bit of a sale, people understand what I'm offering and how we can work together, um, bit of motivation on, you know, whatever it might be, mindset, the challenges I've had, um, so I have a bit of a cycle and that's all I started with. I just started with that cycle. And then it was just keeping aware that I'm walking around, I'd see an article and go, right, that's a post. I'll do, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save that. And I create a bit of an Instagram folder of these are the content things I want to lead with. So I'm always thinking about what I can post, um, but actually sitting and thinking about the post itself. Each post takes me five minutes tops. It tends to be a bit off the cuff. It tends to be relevant. So I do a lot of market updates as those market updates come out. 
you know, talking about that in six months' time has no relevance because the market's changed in six yeah. months' time. Um, the property stock that we're doing, if I go, well, that's a problem, but that's a learning for me. I'm going to share that um, because it's it's a value to somebody else. If I need to raise money, I'll talk about the fact that we work with investors and you know, all of these various things. But no, I wouldn't say um, I don't spend all my day sat writing posts. I, I post twice a day. Um, I have alarms that remind me if I've not posted. Um, I've kind of worked out roughly what my key times to be posting are first thing in the morning late evening after people have had dinners um that's it that, that's that's my now you you're not using any um platforms to i don't know build up a few posts and then what i'll do is set them up to release you're basically just doing it every day consistently every day. got your alarm remind you to get it done yeah so i know people use hootsuite and i've tried stuff like that I just think then you move into the space of potentially just being another generic. Yes, it's not a thing. Media, you know, people have got certain like patterns on their screens, and um, you know, now it needs to be this color, and now you know because it catches their eye, and all of the typical marketing stuff. I think we've done so well because it's very authentic. It's very like now. It's, it's current. Um, but the the biggest thing for me is I engage like. I'll answer messages. I respond. You know, if you ask my missus, probably far too much. It's even with eight thousand notifications a day. It's very rare that I'll miss a message or I don't get round to answering a message. It's not my team. It's me on my social media, which I think a lot of people resonate with. There's a capacity on that, and I'm, I'm yeah. challenging that capacity. I'm aware. I'm doing more, probably, than most are willing to do in the space. Um, and if I started to move into other social media mediums, I would definitely be challenged. It would be nigh on impossible. Um, but that's had such a, you know, we've had the results to justify me committing the energy and time to doing that. So we've done the why, we've done the methodology and how you're doing it. What, what would you say, it may even just be a recap, but what sort of top tips would you think for people that are looking at getting, moving on their social media because they want to try and expand their network effectively. Engage, number one, absolute number one. I mean, engage can mean two things. You have to post something that's engaging. So ultimately you have to ask for the engagement. So what do you think about this? What is your experience with this? Do you need help with this? Have you experienced this before? All of these triggering questions that are going to get people commenting or dropping in your messages or, you know, I've saved money on stamp duty. Somebody else wants to save money on stamp duty. You know, all of these different types of engagement. But then when somebody messages you, have the decency because you've asked for the engagement to give them the engagement you've you can't you've got to follow through on that and i think that's where most people there's this huge obsession about valuing your time but i think people value their time wrong a lot of the time because they value it on instant gratification whereas social media is a long-term value Uh, people would look at it and go i can't be asked for that you're answering so many messages. I'm going, I bet I can raise money quicker than you because I've done that for the last year. And yeah. I bet I could find a deal quicker than you. I put a video out for a portfolio uh, talking about buying portfolios and why we're looking to buy them, why landlords are looking to exit the market. I had six offers of portfolios from landlords looking to exit the market within an Fantastic. hour. Fantastic, yeah. And, and, you know, that that kind of value that you, you can't see, and I think sometimes social media especially, because people want the results so quickly, 
and they can't see the result from sending one reply, they go, it's not worth it. It's not working for me. I'm not getting the responses I want. So it's it's the hardest thing. It's like anything with marketing, isn't it? You have to have faith before you get results because you put money or energy into getting the result before it actually comes. Um, And I just had that. I've got that unwavering faith in it as a medium that if I invest money or time or energy, it will pay me back and and tenfold. Let me ask you a question then. So you started on social media. When did you say 2016, 17? 18, right. So just give us an indication of where you're, and and forgive me, because I know you won't like this metric, but the number of followers you've got on Instagram, right? I know that's not the end all, but it's an indicator, right? Love a look. Love a look for you. So what's the number right now? And then let's just go back to the, the 2019, 20, 21, just yep. to give people an idea of the time you have put in before things really start taking off. Okay. Uh, so we are now today on Instagram, 30,413 followers to be well done. exact. So that's brilliant. Right. Okay. You know, our growth's probably slow, which a lot of people find, find quite contrarian. But um, Instagram changed its algorithms. And uh, you'll have heard a lot of noise about this from people who really sure. care about social media. <laughs> well, the algorithm changed to make growth a little bit harder. Basically, they want you paying for market. Yeah. Um, and every, every time you spend a little bit, your growth grows and they want you addicted to that level of growth. Uh, so I, I think a year it took us. Remember, save the posts. It took us two years to get to ten thousand, and we got to twenty five thousand in a year followed. And now we're well, we're now just over thirty thousand in yeah. another year. So reasonably fast, quite fast in the middle, and then it started to slow a little bit recently. I don't yeah. know whether there could be loads of reasons for that, but. Property investment is quite niche. So I think being a property investor on social media is a level of how many people are actually going to sure. be interested in what you're doing. If I was a yoga instructor or somebody that was marketing in the same way, I'd probably have a bigger growth. Um, I don't pay, very rarely pay to, to, to do any marketing because I think when you do pay, and this is a, probably a semi-educated conspiracy but every time i've paid for a, for a sponsored ad the ads that have followed the sponsored ad have all done really sorry the, the posts that have followed the sponsored ad have all done really shit and my suspicion and done really shit i don't judge it by likes i judge it by how many people does it reach yeah how many messages do i get how many comments do i get they've all done really shit and i've always thought that's instagram making that do shit because it wants me to pay again once you go again because you're addicted yeah, yeah. I've always, always gone, nope, not there's probably a bit of stubbornness, really, but uh, we can afford to do it. But I'm just like, nope, I'm going to. And and I would rather have 30,000, you know, of our 30,000, they're not all going to be great followers. So, you know, I would rather have 15,000 good followers that are going to engage, that might buy something that I might be able to help than some of these guys that have bought 250,000 followers. They're never going to do business with them. It's just purely an egometric um which I get, you know, if it looks like you've got a lot of followers, you look like you're worth following. But any informed person will know within a couple of weeks, this guy isn't worth following. Or, you know, they're not going to stick about if you're not giving them the value that they want. Yeah. 
Yeah, these things are pretty, yeah, like you say, it's pretty vis- visible, really, if for anybody who's looking at it sensibly. And I just have to ask you, um, and I'm, I'm sure you've got some good examples of this, just uh, any posts that have maybe gone wrong? Any that <laughs> you've, you know, any you've thought to yourself, do you know what, maybe I shouldn't have put that one out there. Or, or maybe I'm being misconstrued. I, yeah, listen, I get that a little bit. Um, I'm so brutally honest, like <laughs> with the best intent and with the best uh, amount of humility. Like I, my honesty is for the best reasons sometimes. And I think sometimes, you know, the, the state of the economy at the moment and the state of people's mindsets in the UK at the moment, you can put some stuff out that says, I put a post out the other day and it got, generally it gets a good response because your following is following you for a reason but there'll be a couple of people in there that go well that's not our fault that's not my fault and you know it's the government's fault it's this person's fault that person's fault and that is just so the opposite of my way like i am ultimate accountability own your shit yes when things are bad they're bad but you can try and get things better you know you can't sit and wait for somebody to come and save you and a lot of people just don't want to hear that um I think the problem on social media is people, rather than unfollow, will aggressively tell you. <laughs> say, and just unfollow. Yeah, it's your choice. Yeah, just unfollow. <laughs> if you don't like it, it's not the message for you. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I try to be, and I try and be fair, fair and honest. Um, now, there's been a couple of cases. I, I, Because I'm such a logical, non-emotional person, there might be some things that I post that are like, this is the logical side of it and I miss the emotional side of it. Or, you know, if people have a view, I put a post up uh, a few months ago and it was like a joking one, Love Island, the girls, and it was talking about different returns, the bank and this to the return. And, and a load of ladies jumped on it and went, oh, that's so, you know, sexist and objectifying and da, da, da. And I was like, fuck, I didn't even think of it. You know, <laughs> I could have done that with the blokes and I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. And actually, I don't know if you would have mentioned anything if it was a bunch of blokes, but, you know, that's a, a completely separate argument. I am the least sexist, racist, like, conspiracy i'm not i'm not any of those things i'm just like a really logical non-emotional person and sometimes that gets me into a to a spot of bother with people who are more emotional or might think more or might overthink things um but i don't regret i don't regret posting anything i never regret it even if it gets like a bit of flack like you know it raises awareness to me that actually maybe that's something i need to be aware of or it makes me consider do i need to be aware of it like is am I the problem or is the yes. problem the problem or you know all of these different things I think things that drive discussion are good I think as long as the discussion is well intended non-aggressive you know I had some geezer telling me he was going to have a fight with me the other week about a certain post because it was <laughs> on own shit government <laughs> and apparently I, I have no compassion I don't care for the world and I'm like I'm actually telling people honestly that they can change their lives is probably the most compassionate thing you can do like empowering people to go you can change your life if you wish to uh, you know there's compassion behind that but no apparently not <laughs> I, I th- at the end of the day though, that's the result of numbers that's the result yeah. of and making yourself more of a public figure that you cannot please everybody. That's just yeah. that's it. And the only way to please everybody is say nothing. <laughs> say nothing. Yeah, there's a saying, isn't there? The only way to please everyone is say nothing, do nothing, be nothing, or whatever the famous historical saying yeah. is. That's the easiest way to not offend anyone. 
So basically on that, we're saying keep, keep at it long term. It's not a short term thing. Sounds like property, right? Um, yeah. Make sure you're being honest, being consistent, trying to always be authentic about what's going on and have, despite maybe what some people think, have some kind of process. Danny's process there about the different types of posts that you, you like to put out, you know, and there's many gurus that will give you other processes. What works for you, isn't it? Um, but social media, in terms of results, has been very worth it for you. Unrivaled, unrivaled. Like nothing's even close, Jerry. Nothing comes even near. Um, but yes, slow, much like property, very slow returning, heavy investment, heavy energy, very front loaded. Like a lot of the energy needs to go in early. You have to have a lot of faith and you have to invest time and energy with a belief that it's going to pay off. Um, yeah not overthink it that's the biggest thing i see with social media is people overthink their social media and as a result because they don't want to just do something they do nothing and like being invisible is so valueless <laughs> like yes. not being seen has no value whatsoever no. so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take that on thank you danny so yeah anybody that follows me you're gonna start getting all sorts of posts <laughs> 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 uh, and last thing obviously I need to ask we'll, we'll put it in the show notes but just what is your user handle on Instagram Danny yeah da Danny Inman property on everything but I've got a load of people ripping me off trying to sell crypto at the moment with uh, the official Danny Inman property and this Danny Inman property and Danny Inman and, and, and yeah yeah, yeah, it's just Danny Inman property. That that is it. That is all I would be trying to get a blue tick, but they're not giving me one. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Danny. Hopefully, um, everybody's listening has got a lot out of that. I have um, really interesting. Some things I've been wanting to ask you for a while. So, thanks very much, Danny. We'll hopefully catch up with you again very soon. You will. Pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you, will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast? And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.